So, um, uh, last night we were talking about um, sedation, and uh, we just had some questions about different sedatives that we uh, place patients on, and so I thought it would be kind of a good opportunity to talk maybe about some of them. I don't know if you guys had any specific questions about some of the agents in particular, but uh, we could just talk very briefly about some of the common ones we put patients on and maybe some of the pearls and pitfalls of them. Um, What are the common sedatives you see us putting patients on for patients who are intubated? Propofol, right? Propofol is our go-to one. Um, Do you know why we use propofol? Like why we pick that one commonly? Yeah, it's quick on and quick off. And so that's really helpful when patients are, um, you know, uh, suffering from some kind of neurologic injury where right? we want to see how are they responding. And so it's really helpful because you can dial it off and then you can get a good assessment of their neurologic status. Um, what are some of the downsides of a patient being on propofol? Like one of the things that we always have to, yeah, exactly. Right. It's uh, drops your blood pressure. One thing, uh, that I, uh, try to stress is that if a patient's needing a certain amount of sedation, usually for vent synchrony or um, just for their basic you know, amount of sedation that they need, um, and they become hypotensive, the move isn't, oh, turn off the propofol. It's we start pressors, okay? It's we don't need to decrease their sedate, like change that. That's still what they need. It's now we just need to you know, add something else. So that's my kind of move for that. And I think that that should be kind of our mindset. Um, so uh, that's you know a common use for propofol. Any other sedatives you guys see us use? Presidex. So Presidex is a great one. So dexmedetomidine. Um, you know what type of a drug that is? It's um, it's similar to clonidine. So it's an alpha two agonist. So clonidine, dexmedetomidine, uh, similar agent. Um, that's a great one because, um, you can use it and, uh, patients can be on like BiPAP for that. They don't need to necessarily be like, uh, totally, uh, out for it. They can be somewhat awake and have that on for sedation. Um, that, uh, is an agent that, um, has the side effects of dropping your heart rate. So it will cause bradycardia, um, which is, um, you know, not ideal in patients who are already bradycardic. Um, and also it's not ideal for patients who have a head injury because one of the things that we really care about is if they develop um, a Cushing response. And so in a patient who has a bad brain injury, um, a Cushing reflex is hypertension, bradycardia, and, you know, irregular breathing. And so if your patient becomes bradycardic and they're on Presidex, you, you don't really know, oh, was it from the, do they have, are they herniating or is it just a medication side effect? Does that make sense? So it's, it's kind of confounds that, that clinical question. So if you have that patient, you know, who you're concerned might, you know, herniate, then you definitely don't want them on Presidex. Um, and also, like I said, you don't want them if they have bradycardia anyway. So those are common ones. Uh, sometimes patients are on uh, ketamine. Sometimes uh, they, we have benzos. What, what I know is that benzos are probably better as just push doses rather than drips. We know that they stack and it leads to a lot of uh, delirium going forward. So I try to not put patients on those. Um, Atomidate, I usually don't see that as a drip. I usually see that as just like a one-time dose for like a kind of a rapid onset offset. So quick procedures like for... 
Um, uh, cardio version is perfect. It's very cardiac stable. Um, maybe like a chest tube. Um, very quick, uh, quick things is what you use Atomidate for. Um, and then also, I would just say um, there's a big move, I think, to do analgesia first um, for sedation, meaning a lot of patients can just be on fentanyl and not even be on a true sedative. And if their pain is controlled and they're comfortable, you can avoid sedating them per se with something like propofol or anything like that. You can just do fentanyl. And so a lot of ICUs are moving toward that. And so we can always start off with that, placing patients who are intubated on like a fentanyl drip or fentanyl pushes, and then adding on sedation afterwards if we need it for vent synchrony. So hope this is like a little bit of an overview for some of the sedation that we use and why we use it and some of the kind of things I think about with uh, at least some of the caveats and stuff. Does anyone have any questions about any of that? Hmm? All right, cool. Right on. Mm-hmm.